and welcome to episode 16 from us at the Inside Forward. As usual, it's myself, Roshan, joined by my brother, Kieran. And today we have on a special guest and good friend of ours, Tom. Unfortunately, he's a Man United fan. Welcome to the show, Tom. How's it going, mate? Yeah, all good, guys. Thanks for having me. I've been uh, waiting on the sidelines, on the touchline, warming up, ready to go. Um, yeah, just obviously, I'm a Man United fan, so watching United um, playing quite well over the past couple of weeks and months. Obviously, going through a bit of a of a blip, but um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. One player um, that's looked good so far, Luke Shaw. Last couple of weeks, um, looks like he's had a new lease of life. Um, yeah, probably one of the best, one of the best defenders recently, with chances created. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's looking all right. It's looking all right. I was impressed with Pogba lately, Tom. I know you've liked Pogba for a long time, and I've questioned him a lot, but he looks like he's up for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of people are are um, seeing what he's got, what he can actually do when when he puts his mind to it. And I think Oli's had a lot to do with that as well, because yeah. he's obviously, with the whole thing with his um, agent, coming out and spewing that crap. So I think Oli's just put an arm around him and said, listen, get your head down and, you know, we could we could go on this title charge. And you can see it, he's... he's, put, he's getting back, making tackles, putting in a lot more effort. So, yeah. Well, obviously, you've got to play him in the right position as well. Sometimes we're playing him out on the right, and I, I don't really fancy him out there. So, yeah, if he's in the middle, he's definitely making a difference. Do you, do you think he's better a bit behind? Like, I've, I've seen him, like, going forward, he's, he's not the powerhouse that he used to be or he's meant to be. He's, he's quite good just, like, just beside kind of or just in front of Fred and McTominay, not too far ahead of them. Like Fernandez is the guy for that, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's 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 the only way that's the way you can get him and Fernandez to play together on the same eleven is definitely have Pogba maybe next to next to a Fred and then um yeah Fernandez in front of him and then Pogba can then start spreading the balls here and there. Yeah. Few few players that haven't really um, stepped up are now stepping up, as you said, Luke Shaw and as Kieran just mentioned, Paul Pogba. I mean, that could make all the difference this year. Um, I say a little bit of dead Deadwood's been shifted. Um, Rojo and a couple uh, Lingard's gone out on loan. Uh, I think a couple of others have gone as well recently. Um, what did you? Wait, did you have any transfer hopes or anything, or were you just like, yeah, it is what it is? Um, to be honest, for in regards to like January, not really. I mean, we've got um, Diallo, who we obviously brought in, bought in the summer, and he's only just come now. Um, but he's more of a young, young prospect where I kind of see him maybe coming off the bench and you know making a making an impact. But. Um, yeah, no, the, I've, I've, I've definitely been impressed with the way Oli has got the team um, has got the team playing. But one thing I have to say is 
we don't move the ball quick enough in games. Like you can see our build-up play is so slow, it's laboured. And when you've got teams that are sitting a low block, we're not gonna crack, we're not gonna crack their defense, we're not gonna break through. So but you can see obviously I'm probably itching to talk about yesterday's game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that that game for me was more of a confidence booster. Players like Martial bagged the two goals. He he really needed that. Um after the, after the two results previously with Sheffield United, losing to Sheffield United and um, drawing against Arsenal, we needed a statement game, something to show, okay, you know, we've, we, we do want to kind of challenge for this title. So, yeah, I mean, nine goals. It's, uh, it's nice. It's definitely nice. Um, I do feel a little bit sorry for Saints. But um, yeah, no, it's definitely, definitely a big, big confidence, confidence builder. Um, yeah. yeah, yesterday was a great chance for Ole to, you know, give um, a little confidence boost to players like Martial, as you said. And I think if you guys are going to go the distance with City and whoever else is about, you're going to have to, you're going to have to uh, have everyone fit and firing. So far, I think you've been quite fortunate. You've been fairly lucky I'd say with injuries the whole COVID situation you haven't really had anyone out for lengthy periods or a substantial amount of time are you a title contender Tom where you're 22 games in you know you're 44 points you're a few off the top are you going to commit and say yes or are you going to sit on the fence like most Man United fans uh, no you know what we, we're definitely in the race. If, if you were to ask me, are you in the title race? Are you, um, is your objective to go for the title? Then I'll say yes, definitely. We're in the title race. And whether, whether we win it or not is another, is another question. You know, City are looking um, strong again. I mean, they, if you look at their record now, their, their form is yeah, definitely the best in the league at the moment. Whereas everyone else is kind of faltering here and there, they they're just marching on. Um, and Leicester sitting behind us on forty two points, two points behind. So yeah, I mean it's good. I've, I can see it just changing week by week, especially when we have two games a week now, and almost. I think Oli was saying in January we, there were nine nine games we had nine games we played, and in February we've got eight games, crazy amount of games. So yeah, and as you alluded to there, injuries have been quite fortunate. Um, but until the end of the season, I'd, I'd hope I'd hope not to get any injuries, to be honest, if we're to gonna, if we're gonna you know, fight for the title. So yeah, we're in it. Yeah, they've got to be in it, haven't they? With, with us losing now, that what, 50, 60 minute stage? This could end Liverpool's title race here. Will be how many points off the top? How many does it stand? Six points with um, and played one more game than City. So, yeah, I think... Yeah. The weekend's huge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, if we're lo- no, currently losing with seven points off Man City. Yeah. Seven points oh, off could... Man City, and they got a game in hand. Oh so. yeah, 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 true, true, yeah. 
if if uh, if they beat us on the weekend, is it at the Etihad? I think it's at Liverpool. No, it's at home. We had two home games on the trot. Um, yeah. yeah, to be oh, honest, yeah. I think with our injuries and situations, we shouldn't even be in any contention. Um, I've kind of taken it as it will be City and whoever stays with them, in my opinion. Um, Leicester, possibly. Man United, obviously, possibly. Um, and uh, it depends, I think, on us how quickly we get back our injured, injured players, etc. But we'll see about that. Um, yeah, we're, hang- we're hanging in, aren't we? We're hanging in for a title race. It's a hard season with so many players missing, but... We, we're giving it a go, but I don't think we can afford to lose today. I think that'll be the the second nail in the coffin. But I think Brighton gave us the first one, didn't they? And we drew around Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I don't think you can ever um, count out this Liverpool side with Klopp. I mean, you're yeah, you obviously do have injuries, um, but I can't I can't see you guys faltering for the rest of the season. You know, I think I think you'll definitely be you'll definitely have something to say about the title. Um and yeah, and also with regards to yesterday's game, we needed that um that uh, goal difference boost because the amount of goals we've let in, we I think out of the top eight, um us and West Ham have let in that like, 27, 27 goals. Yeah, twenty seven. So, yeah, we, we definitely needed that for our goal difference. Yeah, yeah Man City only conceding 13. That's quite impressive. Yeah, so th- that's the title race. It's, it's looking exciting. It should. I mean, I, I personally think City of this is City's cruise control now. Um, but it, should, it will be exciting. I'm sure there'll be a few twists and turns along the way. Uh, let's, let's head down to the bottom of the league. Um, Sheffield United won their last two games. All of a sudden... You know, they were a point off 19th now. They looked like they were rooted to 20th and that was it. Um, what, how do you guys see this playing out throughout the season? Um, yeah, Sheffield United. Well, obviously, I've still got um, some bad memories and feelings about them. But, yeah, looking at, looking at their last six games, they've uh, obviously won three and lost three, alternatively. Um out of out of the bottom, what six? They don't look too bad. They don't look too bad. But we we can't forget, obviously, Sheffield United last season um, made a, a really good um, attempt um, in the league, and for some for whatever reason, this season it hasn't it hasn't come together. But you could see signs of that in their game. I mean, against us, they game against City, only letting one goal, and I think that it was it was a bit of a um, bit of shoddy defending there. But yeah, I think I think I think they they're definitely one of the teams that could fight, could get out of that um, bottom half. Yeah, I mean, three three wins in five is pretty impressive, and you got West Brom one point ahead of them, and Fulham three ahead of them, but. After that, there's a big gap from Fulham to Burnley of seven points. I'm not sure any of those three can make it out. Um, if I had to say one, I'd still say Fulham. Uh, but Burnley pick up enough points. 
they've they've been on like they've won two out of the last five ain't too bad. They've got a gap there, so that all they have to do is win two games every every five. They'll be fine, I reckon. Newcastle, I don't know. Everyone's talking about them struggling, but they beat Everton the other day, and they're again they're seven eight points off uh, Fulham, and then Brighton, who are currently winning at Anfield. Yeah, I don't I don't see them going down either. So I'd say the bottom three remain the bottom three. It's a bit of a boring opinion. Not not that interesting, but I can't see it changing to be honest. And bottom three have been the worst three so far after 20, 21, 22 games. So not much to add, really. Yeah, I see it the same. Uh, there's just too much of a break between 17th and 18th, and you know, eight points to catch when you're in the relegation zone is not easy. So yeah, yeah I think unfortunately those three teams down there will go down. Um, and yeah, that will that will be that. The teams above look like they just have enough in them to stay, you know, keep that sort of gap between them, that buffer zone. Um, so yeah, I think Sheffield United might be a little bit too late with their efforts here. Transfer markets just closed. Anything catch your eye? Anything? Anything you're excited about or look forward to seeing in the Premier League? Well. First of all, there wasn't really much activity, was there? There was a lot of loans. There's a lot of small, small signings. Um, but there's not that much to speak of. Brighton got a young Caicedo from Ecuador, I think it was, for four or five mil. Uh, Chelsea, nothing in, just loans out. It, it's similar around the league, wasn't it? Everyone's a bit unsure about money. And... As Tom mentioned, Man United signed their, their guy from Atalanta, but I'm not too sure about it, so Tom can probably tell us a bit more. And Liverpool have signed two centre-backs after Matip was ruled out for the rest of the season as well. So really not too much to mention. A bunch of loans and a couple of small signings here and there. Obviously, Arsenal got that young Odegaard on loan from Real Madrid. So that would be interesting to see to see how it goes for him. But apart from that, I'll be honest with you, he's one of the most boring transfer windows or is the most boring transfer window I've ever seen in my life. Uh, yeah, I agree with that, actually. Um, yeah, a lot of loans. Um, Odegaard, probably one of the um, highlight names there that has, you know, had a lot of hype around him. Um had a good season in the Dutch league um, on loan there. Then he went to, was it Russo Sedad? Yeah. Yeah. Um, had a decent season. And so obviously Real Madrid recalled him. Um, yeah, so he, he, he should be interesting. Yeah, obviously with Man United, uh, Ahmad Diallo, young winger, um, very tricky, um, good vision. Good strength, good balance, um, but obviously he's still young, and I think Oli wants to kind of lead him into the team and uh, not rush him. Um, but apart from that, Minamino, I don't know if, uh, as a Liverpool fan, you're looking to see how Minamino gets on if he kind of can push on uh, down at Southampton. Yeah, I think um, 
that one came as a bit of a surprise, I think, to Liverpool fans. But then it does make sense. He hasn't been playing, so um, you know he hasn't been getting the minutes. And Southampton play fairly similar kind of pressing physical game, so it'll give him minutes and time to sort of adapt, which he hasn't really had that chance. Um, so yeah, that that would be one to watch. I imagine Southampton fans might be looking forward to that one. Uh, Diallo, yeah, we'll have to see on that one. He might not be ready straight away, but you know we might see him come the end of the season off the bench or something. Uh, bigger name, but re- not really a big transfer. Lingard, obviously on loan to West Ham. He's he scored on his debut tonight um, to put West Ham two up. Um, but yeah, West Brom were a bit busy. Five five in the door on deadline day or around deadline day. So we'll see what uh, Sam manages to do with them. But yeah, all, all in all, it was a bit of a wipeout, I guess, um, with COVID, no one spending money, etc. Uh, so, so let's get into it. Let's let's get into the weekend's fixtures with the early kickoff on Saturday. Um, Villa hosting Arsenal. Both teams on fair form. Uh, one, two in the last five, so not on fire. Only a point separates the two of them, but Villa do have two games in hand as well as that point advantage. Um, but yeah, for me, Aston Villa got Barkley back and I think that's a big boost. He seemed to be a big part of their um, early form and he scored the decisive goal last time out. And Arsenal just did an Arsenal, really. It all looked to be sort of calming and they were making progress. And last night, uh, it just seemed to go boom, um, we're back. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was comical, I guess, in some ways. I uh, didn't agree with a couple of decisions, but then Leno, I'm not sure what he's doing. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that. I'm sure the whole internet was chuckling about that one. Um, Arsenal looked like they still got a few out. Obviously, the two red-carded players yesterday, Leno and Louise. Uh, Tierney, I think, still out as well. So that's a big miss for them. Uh, another quite Arsenal thing is the keeper that they got from Brighton, Matt Ryan. He's also injured, even though they just got him. So it's going to be the third goalkeeper who has to start. Uh, for me, I think Villa will have too much on the day. I, I, I'm going to go with a 2-1 Villa win, or um, a win of that sort of margin anyway. But uh, how do you guys see this one? Um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll probably have to agree with you there. Um, obviously, with yesterday's game... Um, Arsenal getting two red cards. Um, yeah, Villa definitely uh, with Grealish, Barkley, probably going to have too much for them on the day. I don't think there'll be too many goals in there, but um, my God, it, yeah, I'd say probably 1 0 Villa. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I, yesterday's game versus um, Wolves was, I don't know, it's unfortunate, isn't it, really? David Luiz's red card. You, I, I, don't know, I don't know if that's the right rule or not, but you can't give him a red card for that. He hasn't, he, he's not even trying to tackle him. He's just running with him and he's, he's, a, he's what, his stud kicked Luiz's leg, really. That's not, I don't know, that's a bit harsh, I thought. And then, yeah, Leno, obviously, like you said, Rush. <laughs> Absolute madness. So I guess they deserve what they got. Lovely strike from Moutinho. Um, Aston Villa currently losing against West Ham 2-0 at home. 
with 20 minutes left. I I see it as a similar sort of game. Arsenal like to keep compact and play on the break. They're both like it's kind of like it's a very similar game to tonight. I I think Aston Villa are dropping a bit of form as well. They they lost against Burnley three two. That that's quite a shocker. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the fence here, guys. I can't pick a win. I'm gonna go with a one all draw. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I think it will be a tightish game, but I think the absentees might affect Arsenal uh, a bit too much. Let, let's roll into the next one anyway. This is a game of opposites, is the way I see it. Burnley hosting Brighton. Um, yeah, Burnley physical, direct. Brighton possession based and play quite nice football. Um, maybe don't have the points for it, but they do play some good stuff. And recently, they've been getting their rewards as well. So, yeah, uh, Burnley have had a... Well, went on kind of a little two-game spree of beating Liverpool and Villa. And then back to reality, uh, where they were completely dominated by Chelsea. And Brighton have had this sort of similar couple of results recently a um, couple of 1-0 victories uh, most notably obviously Spurs game in uh, the last one they had and currently beating Liverpool so they could get the three points again tonight um, I see this as Brighton having a lot of the ball I guess but Burnley being Burnley so I, I see it as a one all draw Yeah I think this one's probably going to be uh, probably a bit of a snow fest um, you would hope that both teams will be fighting for their lives. Um, so you'd hope that they'll be going for it. But um, on recent on recent uh, games, not many goals there. So I'm not, I'm not, I can't see a lot of action in this game. I'd have to go nil-nil. You know what? This game was nil-nil in the first, the first time around. When uh, Brighton were home, and uh, I think I remember watching the second half, and it was very, very, very boring. But saying that, if Brighton can hold on to this win now against Liverpool, and they just beat Tottenham as well, I think their tails would be tails would be high. I reckon they'll fancy going to Burnley and getting a result. Burnley are big, but so are Brighton. They got some big lads at the back. They got Webster. They got Dunk. They got what's, what's that massive seven foot guy? Um, yeah, Dan Burn at the back as well. I think they'll be able to handle. I think they'll be able to handle uh, Burnley, and I think they've got too much ability to um, to let Burnley kind of have much of the ball. I can. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go for one 0 Brighton win. Yeah, that's a that's a fair point, Kieran. I mean, Burnley have only scored 13, so I think you're both right, and they won't have that many goals. Um, but yeah, Brighton could could nick it with their confidence looking good at the moment. Uh, Newcastle versus Southampton. Uh, two teams in terrible terrible run of form, really. Uh, Newcastle had a little surprise victory against Everton a couple of games back and then lost at home to Palace, which was probably more of what we expect from Newcastle at the moment. They've only had one win in their last 10 games, which tells you all you need to know about them. And then you've got Southampton... Um, who are just as bad, really, at the minute. Two wins from their last 10. Uh, the injury list keeps on growing. I mean, I don't 
I don't think you can fault them too much for that loss to Man United. Uh, maybe the scoreline could have been kept down a little bit, but um, yeah, I mean, their injury list at the moment, they've got Bednarak, Vestergaard, uh, well, Bednarak's now red card this knee after yesterday, so he'll be missing. Vestergaard, Walker-Peters, Walcott, Romeo Diallo, uh, that's just first-teamers, really, that are all out. So yeah, they've they've had it a bit tough recently, and they're gonna. It's gonna be tough again. Um, they're probably the only positive for them is they're playing Newcastle. Uh, we might see Minamino obviously get a start or get some minutes here. And uh, yeah, I can't see this being too exciting. If I'm honest, two two teams out of form, not known for goal scoring. I'm. I'm I can see this being sort of a one-all draw. Kieran, how do you see this one? Yeah, Southampton's like Hassan Hutter's like kind of like a budget club, isn't he? He's uh he's getting his players to run through brick walls for him, and they are to be fair to him, but they're running out of steam. They're picking up injuries. They're falling to pieces. Um, Newcastle, on the other hand, COVID's hit them hard since since that COVID outbreak. They look they look leggy. They look tired. They're missing players every week, but that win against Everton might do them a bit of confidence. And I think they'll know if they if they can get something from this game. They'll be uh they'll be buzzing. Um, it's a good time to play Southampton. A nine 0 nine 0 loss. Yeah, they'll 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 fancy their chance. I'm gonna go for Newcastle to nick it two one. Um, if Shea Adams has any part of the game, I think they'll uh, I think they'll struggle. I just don't think he's good enough. Yeah, um, I, I I I agree with you boys. To be honest, um, watching the game yesterday, um, Man United Southampton. They looked, they looked like a broken team. Obviously, lots of players out. The two red cards. Um, manager on the sideline looked dejected. Um, I think he said after the game, this was worse than the 9-0 last year against Leicester. So, and obviously, last time, they, I think they lost their next two or three games. And then they went on a mad run of, you know, good form. But... I think with um, the amount of injuries that they have, I, I think definitely Newcastle will have this one. Um, Newcastle have also been on a bad run, but with the return of Sat Maximan, um, he's a big, big player for them. I think uh, gives them a lot. And um, yeah, if he's on if he's on his game, then yeah, I can see Newcastle taking this game um, two 0 Newcastle. Yeah, fair points on South Southampton. They, it did look not so good, should we say, last night. And yeah, to be, it's not very often a team with the same manager lose nine nil, is it? So, I'm yeah, I'm not sure we'll see that again. Um, so let's kick on to the next next game of the weekend. A uh, bit of a London derby: Fulham versus West Ham. Uh, Fulham, not not bad team. They're not playing too badly, but just too many draws. I mean, no wins in the last 10, but they've had six six draws in that period. If they could have um, turned a couple of them points into three points, they might be in with... Well, they would have been in with a lot more of a fighting chance, I'd say. But yeah, them, them draws are killing them. Um, on the other hand, West, West Ham up in fifth have been on fire, really. They came into... 
they come into this game with four wins from their last five. Uh, they won. They've just been well. They're two 0 up against Villa as we speak, and yeah, it's uh, well, Moise is doing a good job. Uh, quite interestingly, up until today's game, so before today's game, their last eight wins were all by one goal. So it kind of tells you what Moise is about: keeping it tight and just nicking the game um, and doing enough. So yeah, um, Fulham for me have been disappointing. They uh, they've been playing well, and I've been kind of backing them a little bit, should I say? But whenever I expect anything from them, they don't deliver. So I'm going with a convincing three-one West Ham win. Um, yeah, how do you guys see this one? Any different to me? Um, yeah, I mean Fulham down there, 18th. Um, not in very good form, been a bit lackluster. Um, West Ham got their tails up. I mean, every week, West Ham look like they're uh, they're gonna turn out a result. The signing of Said Ben Rama, I was expecting more, but then I guess they've got to kind of give him time to adjust to the team and things like that. Yeah, I definitely see West Ham winning this game. Suchek on good form, always in the goals. Uh, yeah, they'll have too much for Fulham on the day, I think. So I'm probably going to go for a 3-0. 3-0 West Ham. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, Derby, East London versus West London. Um, West Ham definitely be up for this to continue their decent form. Uh, they've just conceded against Aston Villa, so... Only Watkins, British assist. Ten minutes to hold out there. Um, it's a hard one, man. It really is a hard one. Like Moisey's not going to go all out attack. And Fulham are a decent, a decent footballing team. But like you said, bro, what is it zero wins in ten? I can't, I can't have them beating West Ham. Not in this form. I'm going to go for a two-one West Ham win. The last game of Saturday, Saturday evening game, the one Tom's looking forward to, Man United hosting Everton. Um, a fully fit Man United as well I don't think you've got any injury problems going into this one so obviously a massive boost there United hit, hit a I say wobble slight wobble um, draw against Liverpool and lost to Sheffield United but then obviously bounced back in style against Southampton albeit with a couple of helping hands uh, maybe two or three helping hands I'm not sure and yeah, league's top scorers as things stand as well. Man United now after yesterday's uh, 9-0 crushing. Uh, Everton have won today 2-1 against Leeds, which would be a massive result for them because for me, it looked like the goals were drying up a little bit there. Um, obviously, massive uh, emphasis on Calvert-Lewin. If he doesn't score, it, it seems like no one does. Um, I think next on there, he's got 11 or 12 after tonight, maybe. And then after that, it's four. Um, Rodriguez is on four. So, yeah, you'd, you'd expect Richardson to share a bit of the goal-scoring burden, but he's only on two. Uh, I'm sure one of them's a penalty as well. Jesse Lingard scored again. 3-1 West Ham. Lingard's on fire. Yeah, another thing about Everton, they seem to switch up the defence from a five to a four quite a lot. And for me, I feel like they just... They were doing well as a four and then they really changed it up. So I'm not sure what's going on there. I think they went back to a four today and they won. So 
they'll be probably sticking with that four now, I'd imagine. Um, I think United will have too much for, for Everton. Just confidence, especially after that um, 9-0 thrashing. And Everton, I feel like they will just roll over usually for Man United. Maybe I'm wrong, but it seemed like that in the first game between you two this season. Uh, I, I fancy a 2-0 United win. Um couple of absentees for Everton, I believe. They're saying Pickford might be a doubt. I'm not sure if that's true or not. Um, and Alan's still out. Um, but yeah, uh, Tom, what have you got for me on this one? How do you feel? Well, Everton, Everton. I think um, it will all depend on how Oli sets us out and sets the team out. Um I want to see. I want to see him going for it. I don't want to see him kind of um, playing this whole, you know, they sit back and warm up, warm, warm into the game and hit on the counter. I want to kind of see how ruthless we were in the Southampton game. I want to see that continuing. Start on the front foot because I find that a lot of the games that we've been playing, we've allowed the, the opposition to go one nil up or to get the first goal, and then that kind of switches everyone everyone on, and then they start playing. But, um, yeah, we need to start start from, from, the, um, from the first whistle, really, and really get at them. Um, I heard that Cavani might have a little niggle from that tackle um, in yesterday's game, so hopefully he's all right. Um, but if, if Marshall does start, then hopefully he'll have the confidence to go on and maybe push on now. Um, definitely he's better in that um, uh, forward role up front rather than out on the, out on the left. Um, I don't think he enjoys that very much. You can kind of see it in his demeanour. Um, yeah, so I'll probably see this game... Um, Two one because I think we're we've all, we always look like conceding. Our defense is is not hundred percent how I would want it to be. Um, obviously, Luke Shaw's playing well. Wambisaka's playing well, um, and I'm not sure if he'll go with uh, Lindelof or Bai. I wouldn't mind him. I wouldn't mind him putting in Bai for this game. Um, I think Bay is more than capable of uh, doing well. So, yeah, I think I think probably a two-one, two-one to us. Rose, I think you hit on something there. Every time Everton play United, they seem they don't seem confident. It seems like there's an inferiority complex going on. And yeah, earlier on in the season, Everton were on fire. Man United were stuttering, but. But United still won very easily. Was it 3 0 or something, Tom? It was 3 1, wasn't it? Everton scored first and uh, United came back 3 1. That's it, yeah, 3 1. So, yeah, that they they were really poor that day. I was very, very surprised at how low their performance levels were. And I don't see too much changing, to be honest. Uh, United doing, 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 doing what they need to do, really. They're not lighting the league up. They're not. Apart from obviously this 9 0, they're not smashing teams, but when they get their noses in front, they're holding on to it. Um, obviously, a bit of a freak result versus Sheffield United, but those happen. Um, 
yeah, Oli has to go for this. Ole has to go for the three points here. With Liverpool, oh, Liverpool got, I'm a bit behind, but Liverpool got two minutes to go and still one down against Brighton. Uh, Man United on the weekend, they can win that and Liverpool playing Man City. Yeah. That That's basically, that's basically, I think, top two. Um, if, but yeah, Man United have to go for the win there. But Cavani, like you said, he, he's, he's been good since he's come in. He's uh He's a pro, you know, a seasoned pro. He knows what he's doing. He gets his body about, and it just makes good runs. Like he's, he's, he must be a good, good guy to train with as well. Good addition. Uh, Everton on decent form. They seem to pick up wins a, more, a lot more regularly than usual, but they still, they still got a blip in them like that. That Newcastle loss. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for a comfortable United three-one win. Um, Bruno Fernandez with a penalty. Pogba with a stunner and uh, Rashford. I think it's a good week for fantasy. Another good week for fantasy players. If you got Man United guys, yeah, that should be a that should be a good game to finish off the um, Saturday Saturday kickoffs. Um, yeah, I think United will have too much, but let's see let's see what happens. Everton might put on a surprise performance. So. Roll into Sunday, and it's Spurs versus West Brom up first. I see this as a game where Spurs will be keen to get the, the three points and bank them because it's looking really tight at the top. Um, you know, it's, it's really looking tight up there, and top four isn't looking easy for anyone right now. Um, Liverpool losing at the moment at home to Brighton just sums it up, really. Uh, Keeps there's plenty of shocks. We like you know last week it was Sheffield United at home um, away to United, but yes, Spurs have certainly dropped off um, recently. Injury to Harry Kane now is, really doesn't help them. Uh, I'll be honest, it's been boring watching Spurs. Um, if you're a Spurs fan, your lockdown has been so dead because it hasn't been helped by your football club. That's for sure. Um, yeah, West, West Brom, as I said earlier, busy in the transfer market, bringing in five. Uh, but to, to me, they uh, they don't look like anything's changed under West Brom. Uh, sorry, under Allardyce. It doesn't look like anything's improved. So I'm, I'm not sure why they was in such a rush to get Big Sam. I know he's got a big record of keeping teams up and whatnot. But for me, they you know, they've conceded 52 goals now. Um, and a lot of them have been recently since Big Sam's come in. Um, so yeah, there, there's not there's nothing going on there that's too good to talk about. Uh, there was one up last game against Sheffield United, and they they ended up losing that. That's a big blow in my opinion because that that three points would have put them a little bit closer. That's a bit of a bonus game. That um, in term in terms of other injuries in this game, I think Spurs is important. They get Regulon back pretty sharpish because they look a little bit dead attacking without him. Um, Lacelso is still out. Not sure what's the timeline on that one. But yeah, I mean, I think I see this being a bit of a dead game on a Sunday to start things off. I'm going to go with a Spurs 2-1 win with, yeah, they'll just nick it. But yeah, game that I won't be tuning in for. Yeah, I'll, I'll... Tell you my sum up real quick. Tottenham will be, I think they'll try and go for it. I think they'll feel a lot better after the Brighton result with Liverpool getting beat by Brighton as well. Uh, tails up again, go for the win. Um, that's nonsense. Big Sam hasn't got 
too much in terms of attacking play. I think two two nil Tottenham easy. Yeah, to be honest with you guys, um, I haven't watched much of Tottenham this season. I mean, I uh, I had enough of Jose football when he was at Man United. So yeah, you ain't <laughs> I went I went about to put myself through it again. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just... I, I can see this game um, being quite dull. I mean, I, I'm hearing from a lot of Tottenham fans that, you know, even even in games like this, um, Jose may go... They may score one and then just sit back. So, um, I don't know... I'm hearing Kane will be back next week, apparently. Oh wow! Um, and um, and Jose saying that he's had uh, clearly air talks with Delhi. So you know maybe he might he might even make a. I don't know. Is he injured or is he? I don't know, but Delhi Ali is a good conversation to be had, isn't it? Like I was saying to Roshan the other day. Like, would he be a good summer signing for, like, one of the top teams? Everyone knows he's got loads of talent, but we don't we don't even see him anymore. We don't see him on the pitch. He comes on for 20 minutes and he's not in the squad. And you're like, bloody hell, you're picking, like, Hoiberg to play over him and, and Don Belle. I know Don Belle's been decent this year, but Deli Ali, he's, if you look at both of their ceilings and both what they've done in the game so far, Deli Ali's 10 times better than him. I don't care what anyone says. He, he he makes things happen, but he's got no place in this Tottenham team at the moment, it seems. But yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see the, what happens for Deli in the next the next year. But yeah, go on, Tom. What were you saying? Yeah, so um, looking at West Brom, Big Sam's come in. Hasn't been anything amazing. Um, I'm sure West Brom fans are uh, not delighted at all by that by that appointment. But um if he manages to steady the ship in some way and get them out of this relegation battle, then I suppose that's a good thing. Um in regards to this game, I think Spurs will have too much for them, to be honest. Um I mean they've had I think is it Pereira who's been on a good run? Yeah, he's, he's been popping up. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. Maybe he, maybe he could come up with something special um, if they, if they can keep it tight at the back. Um, maybe we go for, we go for one or draw. Oh, yeah, one or late, draw. late twist, late change of heart. Herrera, Herrera, the the big Sam bus got you, uh, got you changing your mind. I see. Next up on Sunday, lads, we've got Wolves versus Leicester. Uh, Wolves in a little bit of a little bit of trouble there, and then they got a much needed win against Arsenal. Um, to be honest, though, they still look like they're struggling for goals. It was an absolute world class strike um, from Matino. But apart from that, I mean, you'd expect them to add add another goal to that. They scored right after half time. They had about basically forty five minutes against ten men. Um, and they had the lead in the game. So, yeah, not not great again in terms of goal scoring. Obviously, the other one was a penalty as well. 
And when they do get a few more goals, if you look over their last sort of 10, 15 results, it just means they concede more goals. So, yeah, it's not, they've got a lot to fix there. Leicester, on the other hand, a little bit of a blip, I'd say, um, with the Vardy injury, but they've struck back tonight. A nice, nice win uh, away at Fulham. So that will, that will get them confident again. Uh, they have got a few injury problems creeping up on them. Uh, not not a, a long list, but key players. Um, Ndidi joins Vardy on the uh, on the sidelines now, and Castagna. I think he's out as well. I'm not sure. Not sure on the duration of those injuries. And Pryor's still out as well. I know sometimes he's not a first team starter, but he's definitely a member of the first team squad and can start or can come off the bench to affect a game. So yeah, that. You know, it'd be interesting to see how they navigate that. For me, you know, um, Ian Acha, I know he's got a goal tonight, but he doesn't, for me, doesn't do it. Uh, he doesn't cover that Vardy loss when Vardy's out. And Ayoza Perez is a completely different player to Vardy. And this team ticks with Vardy running in behind in the channels, causing all sorts of problems. So obviously, Ayoza Perez, not that he's a bad player, but he's not going to give you that. But for me, in this game, I can't see anything other than a Leicester win. I think they'll have their tails up after today's victory. And Wolves, I can see their goal-scoring problems continuing. So I'm going for a 2-0 Leicester convincing, dominating win. Kieran, you're a big Brendan Rodgers fan. And I know you've enjoyed watching Leicester at times this year. What do you think of this one? Yeah, Leicester, Leicester are my favourite team to watch like outside of Liverpool um, everyone talks about Leeds but if you want to watch real counter-attacking football with quality Leicester are the team their last game they, I was watching it against Leeds. Leeds Leeds battered them but they were lucky with that because I think Leicester had like 20 shots or something or like more like they they're all over them they just put, couldn't put the ball in the back of the net which they usually do to be fair to them and obviously missing Vardy is a big part of that uh, Ricardo Pereira was back, I think, in his first start in the league this season. Uh, that's massive for them, I think. I think they've been brilliant without him, but I think he's a really, really good player. Without that injury, if he had the whole season, people would be talking about who's going to sign him. Uh, top, top, top player, I think. Uh, that midfield is just nice, isn't it, with Leicester? you got Tillemans in there, you've got Madison in there, and Didi usually it has got a nice balance to it. Um, skill, quality passing, ball retention, and ability to win it back as well. Uh, they, they Brendan's got a balanced team there, and they're good to watch. Uh, Wolves, on the other hand, like you just said, bro, playing against Arsenal's 10 men, and then 9 men. 9 men for 20 minutes, and they didn't score. Um, and we keep saying it, but without Jimenez, oh, they, they're, not, they're just not getting the ball in the back of the net enough. And I don't know if this, this new low knee is going to help much. They, but they need he needs to because okay I, I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna get drawn into a relegation battle there they're safe but it's gonna become a bit of a nothing season isn't it finishing finish between tenth and fourteenth and not really much to say um, but for this game I'll go Leicester two nil job done yeah I'd have to agree with you boys. Um... Wolves have been quite disappointing, to be honest, this season. Um, 
on the, off the back of last season, expecting quite a bit from them. And um, just obviously missing Jimenez, you wouldn't have expected such a such an effect on the on the whole team. Um, to being very wasteful up front, um, even just looking at the last game um, against uh, Arsenal, um, yeah, some had some great chances, very very wasteful. And um, Leicester City. I would say they're in the title challenge. So, you know, they've, they've got to kind of make a statement as well. Obviously, with Liverpool losing um, and uh, us winning 9-0 yesterday, they need to keep up with us and um, Man City. Obviously, Vardy is missing, um, but Madison looks like he's, his season's now started, it's begun, it's back. Um, Harvey Barnes, absolute quality. Um, yeah, so I can see, I can see uh, Leicester winning this one. May I'd say probably 2-0, two, 2-0. Two two there was another guy I forgot to mention this comeback from injury, and that's Soyonchu. He's only just back, so he might be rusty for a few weeks, but I think he's another good centre-back. For Fana and Soyonchu, it would be a good partnership in the future. Yeah, that's a fair point. I think Johnny Evans is the steady, uh, the steady in there at the moment. But obviously, long term, he isn't the answer. But he's doing a fantastic job, so you can't blame Brendan for not taking him out of the team. Uh, Tom, you you dropped it. Um, you spoke of Harvey Barnes. I've been watching him recently, and just like you, I've been so impressed. I think he's got to be in the England squad when this Euros takes place, if it takes place. Um, he just looks like a completely different player to last year in terms of physically, like, decision-making. It's like he's just gone from a boy to a man all of a sudden. It's quite an impressive job that Brendan's done with him because I remember watching him last year at times and it was just like he'd done all the good stuff but no end product. This year, he just seems to be absolutely on flames. And, yeah, what, what, what a little player Leicester have there. That's what I mean. This Leicester team is littered with quality. Like, it really is. Like, if they finish... If they finish second in the league, I don't think anyone would be surprised. You'd be like, fair play, like quality, like really good to watch. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair statement. They've been, to be fair, their performance levels have been just as good as anyone. Um, obviously, City have this, you know, the strength and depth and the, well, the quality and depth is difference that City have over them. But... Yeah, Leicester have been really good, really good this year and deserve to be where they are. And I mean, hopefully they, for their sake, they don't fade away like last year. Uh, anyway, le- enough about Leicester because we've got a bigger one to talk about now. It's the, it's the game of the weekend, lads. It's Liverpool City at Anfield. Um, Liverpool look to be recovering uh, from their little, well, bit of a blip recently. Obviously, all the injuries haven't helped and they're still coming. That's, they're not over. Since uh, Van Dijk Gomez, obviously been out for the season, then Matip has joined them on the uh, season off, should we say. And then Fabino's joined them, uh, joined them on the sideline since. And now Mane's joined them and Alisson's joined them. <laughs> Obviously, you know, you've got Diogo Jota, you've got Man- uh, Naby Keita already out. 
the injuries just aren't stopping for Liverpool. Uh, it's amazing we're in the top four, if I'm honest, considering people are saying teams like Everton and that are having good good seasons, you know. Um, somehow we're in there still. And, yeah, we're still fighting. I mean, it is what it is, but we'll see, see how it goes. Uh, Salah, the positive recently, he's been back in the goals. Um, top goal scorer in the league, obviously, with 15. Unfortunately, couldn't add to that tonight. But on the other hand, you've got City, who are on absolute fire. Um, I think they've won their last 13 in all competitions now, which is pretty oh, wow. impressive. That's some real consistency. Hardly conceding any goals in the process. Um, so, yeah, they can win 5-0. They can win 1-0, it seems. They... They're just not. They're just not getting beat. They're not conceding that many chances, and that's that's for me. That's really impressive. Not conceding many chances to start with. You know, it's not like they're um, fortunate to be, um, you know, to have the defensive record they do. I think they've only conceded like thirteen goals in the league, and when you consider they conceded five against Leicester at the start, um, where they had a bit of a shaky start, players coming back, whatnot. You know, they, they've been really impressive. Um, I've said it a couple of times now on on our podcast that it's City, City are going to win this league. I see them being quite comfortable. Uh, for me, the table only looked the way it did because Liverpool or City hadn't clicked into gear. Liverpool, I think we're too hampered by injuries to click into our fifth gear, but City have. And the gap's going to go and it's going to increase as well because they won't drop as many silly points as the other teams. But you know what? From my take on this, we can't have... In recent years, it's been like a chess match. I think we're just going to have to go for it because if we play sit against City with our lack of defence and all our injuries, I don't. we're not going to be able to keep a clean sheet. So for me, I'm going for an absolute manic game, end-to-end, two-all draw. And I think there's going to be chances, goals. It's going to be a really good watch. Uh, I'm going to jump in. Uh, after losing tonight, I don't know. I'm not. Are you, like last time we lost against Burnley at home, I called it. I said Liverpool are going to batter Tottenham. They're the sort of games we like. Teams who think, oh yeah, Liverpool's got their head down. We'll take them on. For Man City, Man City. They don't ever think about Liverpool as being better than them. They see Liverpool as equal of them, or or worse. Like they they've earned that right. Um, and usually at Anfield, I'll be really confident. But we've just got beat back to back versus Burnley and Brighton. So I I don't know what to say. Um, I prefer the big games. I prefer it when teams come out. But Man City are no normal team. But without Kevin De Bruyne. I think that's a big miss. I know he hasn't affected them in the last couple of matches, but if Kevin De Bruyne doesn't play, I think we've got a decent chance. I mean, we have to go for it. There's no point playing for a draw. Like, as I said, if we don't win this, the league's done. Even tonight, it's going to be really hard to catch up with Man City. If they win their game in hand, it's 10 points. That's that's too far. That's too far for me. Man City are... The way they're playing, the points they're accumulating, the clean sheets they're getting... And with us faltering here, faltering there, putting a couple of wins together and faltering again. And we're not not really... We, we haven't put any run together this season. So it's going to be a tough game. 
And you know what? I'm going to say Man City 3-1. Last time Liverpool played with not much on the line, we got absolutely smashed by them. So I think they might do us again here, unfortunately. And I think that might be the end of that. It'll be all, all the eggs in the Champions League basket, which we don't mind. Yeah, as a, as a neutral, um, as two teams that I, uh, I don't really like, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I would love it to be swashbuckling. I would love it to be swashbuckling, um, but obviously ending a draw. Um, but I, I don't think I've ever seen Liverpool play for a draw, so I'm expecting Liverpool to do what they do and go and try to win. Um, obviously, a lot of a lot has been made about Liverpool's defence, but I think they've they haven't done too badly in looking at looking at obviously how big the um, the miss of Van Dijk is, and obviously other other defenders getting injured. David um, Henderson and uh, Henderson's done all right down back there, and who else is it? Fabinho. Fabinho, yeah. Um, so I'm 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 thinking it's gonna be it's gonna be tight. It's gonna be tight. I'd love it to be swashbuckling, but I'm thinking it's gonna be tight because I can't see um, Man City conceding many goals with the way they've been going. Their centre backs are looking absolutely solid. Stones is looking like a new a new guy. Um, Diaz. Um, doing really, really well back there, looking at the new company. Um, so yeah, um, um, will Mane will Mane be back for this game? I think so, possibly, but we don't know. With Liverpool's injuries these days, you just don't know. The real question is, will Salah be fit? And he was fit tonight, so <laughs> that's how our season's been. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think um, it's a tough one, isn't it? Definitely. Hopefully, it's a good game to watch. Um, obviously, Kevin De Bruyne being out, you're looking at um, Gundogan's done. Gundogan's done really well past couple of games. Um, Ster- you're probably looking at Sterling coming in with a few more goals. Mares. Um, I'd look at it probably. One or one or draw. Um, yeah. 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 That's that's a fair fair assessment. I think, to be honest, even not as a neutral, I want I want to see that you know exciting encounter um, throughout this season. I've moaned about it on WhatsApp groups and stuff when United, for example, just you know park up the bus, and I just think I just miss them games where it used to be you know, fiery. There used to be tackles going in and a little bit end-to-end and a little bit of madness and whatnot. But nowadays, a lot of the big games have just been so disappointing. So, yeah, I'm hoping for... I'm, I'm hoping for entertainment. It's lockdown. Um, I don't want to watch a nil-nil or a 1-1 draw being played out. I want to see two teams going for it. I want to be entertained. And I, I'm hoping and I'm hopeful we'll get that. Um so yeah, that should be good. Uh, um, on City's defence, yeah, it seems like they were looking for, you know, how can we get another Vincent company? But instead, it looks like um, a good player's come in 
and the player they already have has also stepped up significantly. And I think it's a pairing that needed to replace, you know, such a good player like company, not an individual. I think that was just too much pressure because it's not just his ability on the pitch, it's everything that he carries, you know. So they needed kind of collective effort, so to speak, to replace such a um, such a great leader and such a great player for them. And they seem to have done it now. They seem to have a very settled back, um, back line, which I think has been really helpful for them. But yeah, I can see it would be very Liverpool to lose to Brighton and go and beat City. But I'll stick with my two-all draw for now. Going to Reds. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Um, last game of Sunday, uh, you know, after the adrenaline pumping of Liverpool City, we've got Sheffield United Chelsea. And for me, um, I think this will be a carbon copy of Chelsea Burnley a uh, couple of games ago. And I think it will be a total domination of the ball by Tuchel's um, side. I think we saw that against Burnley and for me it was really impressive the way that they didn't just dominate the ball and do nothing they completely nullified Burnley and created plenty of chances so yeah I can see that going I can see this game going a very similar way Sheffield United have hit some form I mean three wins in the last five you have to go the whole way up to um, fifth place West Ham to find that sort of form in the league Especially with Man United in there, Tom, as one of those three wins. But, yeah, um, let's be realistic. I don't think Sheffield United uh, stand a chance here. I just think Chelsea got goals from all over the pitch. I mean, the fire, the, the strikers were misfiring against Burnley, but, you know, up pops um, Aspi with the, with the game to with the goal to open it all up. So, yeah, they've got quality all over the pitch, Chelsea. Um, Lampard couldn't get the best out of them, but I think two shall will. And not only that, places up for grabs at Chelsea, man. We've seen Alonso starting. We've seen, you know, players Rudiger back in the team, two clean sheets on the bounce. So players that weren't getting a chance are now getting a chance. So for me, everyone's going to be 110% at this moment in time for Chelsea in terms of work rate, effort, doing what the manager wants. Yeah, so I'm going for a dominant 2-0 Chelsea win um, and probably 70% possession again. Well, I think, yeah, Tottenham are playing Chelsea tomorrow. I think Chelsea win there and I think they roll into the weekend with loads of confidence and win that too, Rush. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I expressed my views on Tuchel, um, or Tuchel, however you say his name, uh, on the last episode. I want to add too much and I do think, yeah, uh, Chelsea... Win this one too. Um, I'm going to go with a 2 1. The one because Sheffield United are on a bit of form. And yeah, that's, I ain't got too much to add really. I want, I want to see a bit more of Chelsea before I make more more comments really. But I'd, uh, I'd look at their fantasy football players getting into my team soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because we haven't seen too much of too sure. Um, with the Chelsea players and obviously um, every team's always going to get that kind of new manager boost um, and the players are going to want to impress the new manager and you're not really sure of the um, the lineup because he's he's probably trying to still find out who he trusts who you know which formations to play and he's he's kind of looking at the players and seeing what what um, what they're about so 
in regards to this game, they should still have enough um, to beat Sheffield United. Um, yeah, obviously out, out there to impress. And in regards to Sheffield United, um, yeah, I don't think I don't think they'll I don't think they'll sort of light up the game. So probably Chelsea two one. Yeah, that's fair enough, Tom. I think Sheffield United haven't lit up many games this year, so yeah, whether that will change against Chelsea, I'm not sure. I doubt it. Um, that that's the end of Sunday, and then we've got well, a bit of an interesting game, if I'm honest. Uh, contrasting styles again. Monday night football. Uh, Leeds hosting Palace. Last time these lot played at Palace, Palace spanked them. To be fair, um, convincing. 4-1 victory, I think it was, or something along those lines. Um, yeah, 4-1. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that was a bit of a shock um, because I was suckered into thinking Leeds were a good team then. And, yeah, they Leeds are, <laughs> Leeds are an interesting team because whenever I think they might do something, they don't. And, yeah, home against Everton, who aren't at their best moment in time. Um, Leeds just on the back of a win and then they go and lose tonight. So I never know what to expect from Leeds. They either play really good or really bad, I think. Um, I, th- I guess it's different systems that their football works really, uh, really efficiently against or not. From Palace, you know what you're getting. Um, a good away win against Newcastle for them yesterday. I think they needed... Um, to collect three points in games like that. I think that's what Crystal Palace do year on, year out. They collect these three points against you know Newcastles and teams of that sort of calibre and that gives them enough for a mid-table finish. Um, they're always hard to beat anyway. And I'm going to go for the Palace away win. I think uh, Eze, on, oh, although, hold on a minute, is Zaha out? Because if Zaha's out, Palace are done. <laughs> there, were, there were question marks over Zaha on the fancy, I see he's got the orange. I think he's got the he, old the orange. I think he came off with a hamstring injury yesterday. Um, I know he only got the one point on the fantasy, which suggests he didn't play sixty minutes. Um, mm. They say it's a knock on yeah, fantasy. Yeah, I mean, if it's not muscular and it is just a knock and not strain or, or anything like that on the actual muscle, he might be able to play. Um, but. <sighs> Bearing in mind Zaha does start, for example, I'm going for a Palace win, uh, 2-1. I think Eze's been producing recently either goals or assists, which is pretty good for, um, you know, stepping up from the championship at a young age. Um, and obviously Zaha, if he, if he is playing, then he always gives them a chance. Just leads, I can't, I can't get behind it. <laughs> I just can't. Uh, they just they just let me down every time I think they're going to win a game. So yeah, I'm I'm going Palace. Uh, I I got a stat, a random stat. Cahill scoring the other day was a uh, Palace's oldest ever goal scorer, 35 years old. There's one for some of the stat guys out there, um, or fact I should say. Um, Leeds Palace, yeah, it's uh, it's hard to call, isn't this one? It's Monday night. Leeds versus Palace. Like, it could be one of those matches where it doesn't really light up and you can see Palace loving that. Um, Palace will make it hard for Leeds and obviously catch them on the break. But 
for me, this is a this is a game for your fantasy football managers to nick the points on the Monday night. Uh, who is it? Rafina for Leeds. He scored again today. He's 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 a good option on the fantasy. He's been doing well. He has um, Bamford as well. Always on the in on the goals. I don't know how anyone's ever questioned him. I think everyone actually did, but I don't know how they did because bloody hell, he's been good. Goals and assists every week. Um, yeah, really doing well. The man's got himself in the fantasy in his fantasy team. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, I think I think about half the players in the world have got him in their fantasy team, and they um, he's he's definitely one of the bargain guys, like Callum Wilson. Um, I'm struggling, I'm struggling to to pick a score. Is it could go either way with Leeds, can't it? Leeds can either absolutely steamroll them like three four nil or three four one something like that, or Palace can make it really tricky and nick it and. Since I can't call it, I'm going to sit on the fence and I'm going to go for a a two-two draw. Quite exciting for a Monday night for once. Yeah, um, Leeds Palace. Leeds are very, very unpredictable, um, even the way they play. Um, so, I mean, Rafinha doing well, scoring goals, as you said. Um, Bamford as well and Crystal Palace I think to me it looks like Hodgson's kind of um, run out of ideas with this squad as in they, it looks to me like they need a new manager to kind of freshen up the place new ideas new way of playing um, they have a few decent players um, in Palace um, obviously, Eze and their main man, Zaha. Um, and, yeah, I can't, I can't see, I can't see too many goals. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to go for a nil-nil no, no draw. <laughs> <laughs> wow, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, nil-nil no, no, draw. Monday I don't think there's too much to add on that. Yeah, well, to be fair, when you two were talking, I was thinking about it. And I think these two are the hardest teams to predict in the league. Yeah, they're so hard to predict. Palace will pop up with a 4-1 win or a 3-1 win when you least expect it. And Leeds will lose when you think they're just going to go and smash a team. Yeah, very yeah, hard. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised it was a bit of a struggle for us they're both, to predict that. Yeah, they're both on the same, they're both on the same points, uh, which is interesting. You think Palace have had much worse this season than Leeds, but they're still on the same points. And Palace got a minus ten goal difference this year. I guess Liverpool match was a big part of that. Otherwise, Leeds are on minus two because they do score a lot. Yeah, in- interesting. The hard to call. You're right, Roach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It'll probably be a re- the, the game of the weekend. Um... <laughs> I think Sky have put that game on knowing people love watching Monday Night Football anyway, so they're going to tune in regardless. Okay, lads, uh, that's that's the last game of the weekend. Um, that's on Monday, but at the weekend's fixtures. Uh, going into next week, what you know? What are we saying for fantasy? Um, captains, who's in, who's out? Who's who's let you down this week? Uh, Salah's had a shocker tonight, hasn't he? I, I, obviously on, on this I haven't really had a chance to watch the game fully but every time I looked up at it 
nothing was really happening for him or the team. So Salah's let me down tonight. A couple of Bruno Fernandes captains have hurt me. I cut my lead at the top. I think I'll be overtaken. Um, but I will stick with the man. Maybe not as captain this week, but he's staying in my team. I might have to look at getting Callum Wilson back in. He's been on fire since I dropped him a couple of weeks ago. Got Southampton, who are letting in goals. Um, who else is a good good one to have in? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Chelsea, but I, until he settles down on his first 11, I don't know who to put in there yet. So, so I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait. But fantasy captain, Bruno probably. Bruno for me. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I I uh, I had Bruno as my captain for the last um, couple of games, and obviously he had he hadn't scored or assisted for a while, <laughs> so obviously I took him off captain. Oh, no. Manage this night, man. And uh, yeah, what happened happened. So um, yeah, looking at it, I'd have to say. Obviously, stay away from uh, Liverpool City as captain. Um, maybe, maybe Antonio for uh, for West Ham, uh, Fulham down there. You know, low confidence. Maybe West Ham riding high. Um, it's a good shout, Tom. I've got him on my team. I might have a look at him as captain as well. That's a very good shout. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Um, I was looking through the fixtures, just seeing where the goals are going to be. I don't, I don't know. Nothing looks too obvious to me. Um, I brought in Ian Acho when Vardy got injured, thinking I was being smart. Obviously, didn't play. Took him out. Starts tonight and scores. So, yeah, I mean, that could be a game where Leicester a team get a couple of goals. Um, you've got a fancy Man United to put a couple past Everton. Obviously Spurs, if Spurs score, it should be through Sun. So that's a possible contender. I've got a little bit of a problem with my team this week. Liverpool City playing each other and United Everton playing each other. So that could knock out a few of my clean sheets. Um, but we shall see. I think I think Sun might be a good captain choice. Um, home to West yeah. Brom, I I, I I tend to stick with home players, but usually I'm atrocious with what happens with my captain at the end of the week. Change it about three times, and it's the person that I should never have had it on uh, that it ends with. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with Sun. I'll go with Sun. Um, but yeah, my fantasy team isn't really one to be shouting about, so probably better off listening to Kieran or Tom here, people. No, no, my, mine. Yeah, I've had a good start, but I usually fall off around about now. Like I'm halfway through the league. I get a bit bored. I make some random decisions, and usually, usually cost me. So I'm not sure my advice is best at the moment. Yeah, Mo- Moise brought in Lingard, and look how that's worked out. So random decisions are the way forward. <laughs> True, Lingard's coming in. Yeah, it's a tough one with all the um, injuries to kind of the big players that you'd expect to be, you know, getting your getting your goals like Vardy, Kane, um, Kevin De Bruyne, Kevin De Bruyne, yeah, Mane, yeah. Ab- Aubameyang, Mane, 
Yeah, big, big, big misses. So I think everyone's in the same position, just scrambling around, kind of trying to second guess themselves and things like that. So yeah, I mean, it's like you know, going in blind, really. So we'll see. My my season looks like it's a, a relegation scrap at the minute. So I'm I'm feeling a little, but little bit like Sheffield United at the moment. But hopefully that picks up. <laughs> Um, yeah, thanks Thanks for jumping on today, Tom. It's been good to have you on, running through the games and obviously catching up, um, having a beer and whatnot. Uh, Kieran, cheers for jumping on as usual. All uh, good, all good. Yeah, good to have you on, Tom. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I've uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been great, it's been good. Yeah, we'll have to get you back on later in the year, uh, hopefully when United have fallen apart. Um, <laughs> we, we, we've got a little bit of a bad habit at the moment. We keep getting United fans on when they're in a good moment. So we had 2-0 on a few weeks ago, uh, one of our guests who came on. I think they were top of the league. And then now we've got you on the day after winning 9-0. So we're going to have to think a bit harder about this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, cheers for coming on, guys. Um, and thanks everyone for listening. Hope you've enjoyed another episode from us. And yeah, check out the social medias, check out the website. Um, and yeah, stay tuned.